2: Welcome to the family with
0: Alex Brant Rasmussen She forgot to say the birthday girl The birthday girl Alex Brant Bernard Rasmussen Happy birthday Alex Catherine Brandt
2: Andy Brant Bernard Dave Schrader And we'll be right back Kick things off Special guest Alex Koch Up next with the family Michael
3: Bryant Brad Sean Bryant What's the latest?
4: By the way, for the first time ever, Coon Rapids Nissan was number one in the state and Burnsville was number two. Your Altima was actually one of the cars that put JLo on top.
2: To learn more about short term leasing, stop into Burnsville Nissan or Coon Rapids Nissan. It's the only instrument I can play right
5: there. Yep. What is that? The theremin? Or what was it? I don't know what the hell that is. It's that just a very twangy guitar. Yeah,
0: guitar, a guitar.
5: It's a guitar. Ah, is Alex ready to go? Seems to be.
2: Excellent. Well, I have a different time for him. That's why I was asking. So the, is, this, yep. the, is this Eastern time? What? Oh yeah, it does say twelve twenty-five, doesn't it? Yeah. But oh. he's on now, right? Yep. Yep. Alex, you're with us.
6: Uh, Hey, yeah, I'm sorry if I misinterpreted the time.
2: Oh, no, 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 no. This will look out great, Alex. No, it's just fine. I just wanted to make sure we had you at the right time.
6: Excellent. Yeah, I'm here. Definitely. Excellent.
2: While podcast commentator Joe Rogan continues to ignite controversy as a source of false claims about COVID pandemic, the roots of such widespread falsehoods are examined in a recent investigative report. Alex, you came on at a perfect time on a perfect day because... I looked at this Blackstone thing. Have you looked at this, the people that bought Neil Young's music?
6: Blackstone. <laughs> Actually, no, I haven't.
2: Well, the only reason I bring it up, and I'm trying to track it all down, because several uh, several listeners, I do a morning show in town as well, and several listeners did report to me that uh, Neil Young uh, sold his music to Blackstone. Oh. And the guy who runs Blackstone now is the former CEO of Pfizer. <laughs>
5: oh. Are you kidding? Oh, my God! what they're saying. Are you kidding me?
0: <laughs> is it true? Are we ch- Andy, fact check. Uh, yeah, fact see. check. Fact check.
5: <laughs> I am it's fact all... checking.
0: If that is <laughs> true, <laughs> that is just like... Wow.
2: Blackstone. I think he's on the board at Blackstone. Is there anything
0: uh, we can believe in anymore? Well, I'd like to know.
2: they claim it's true. Uh, look, I mean, Alex, I've learned just from... Uh, From the Joe Rogan experience, boy, you better not cover both sides of anything. Otherwise, you could be in big, gigantic trouble, I guess. I don't know what's going on here. but uh, Exposed by cmd.org, the Koch network hijacked the war on COVID. Now, is this the Koch family from Palm Beach, Florida? It's that Koch family, Uh, No, this
6: is the Kansas Koch family, the family that uh, owns and runs uh, the fossil fuel company, Koch Industries.
2: But I think they do have houses on Palm Beach Island as well. I'm sure they do. I think they do.
6: Well, yeah, they, I'm sure some of the family members have have multiple multiple vacation I mean, homes.
2: You mean they've made a little dough, Ramey? Is that what you're saying, Alex?
6: Yeah, just a little bit.
2: <laughs> just a little bit of dough. It, so what is this all? So on my morning show and on this show, we talk quite a, a bit about. Alex, everything is about money now. No matter what it is, I'm outraged. Why? Are you going to make money if, uh, if I change my mind? It's always about money now, isn't it?
6: Yeah, I mean, we are an extremely capitalist nation, so that's, uh, in my opinion, unfortunately, the, the reality.
2: It is indeed. I actually want to turn it over to you, Alex. I want to hear all about what this is all about. Journalist Ellen, you, you do pronounce your last name Koch, correct?
6: Yes, that's right, Koch. Right.
2: Okay, uh, co-authored report, how the Koch network hijacked the... Are you just mad, Alex, because if you left a T out, you could be a billionaire?
6: <laughs> I get that sometimes. Um, there's also a, a, an organization that, that I track at the Center for Media and Democracy called the American Legislative Exchange Council, or ALEC. So I've actually been uh, <laughs> attacked for being associated with ALEC and the Koch family. <laughs>
2: Well, it kind of works out for you, Alex, because I get I get attacked just for being me. So it all works out in the end. <laughs> Whatever works. I, yeah, I just want to hear it from you. What this is? What is this all about? I mean, the Koch network has been involved in so many things at so many levels, trying to buy influence and have purchased influence for decades now. Correct?
6: Yeah, the the Koch family, really led by Charles Koch, who is uh, one of the four Koch brothers, uh, two of whom were pretty central to. Uh, libertarian political organizing over the last 40 or 50 years. Um, So Charles Koch is the CEO of Koch Industries, a fossil fuel conglomerate uh, and private company uh, in the United States. Um, Since the 60s and 70s, he has been uh, getting together other very wealthy uh, multimillionaires and billionaires who are on the sort of right wing of the conservative movement in America um, to kind of change the American policy network and the american psyche uh towards libertarianism um so you know that effectively means opposing all government regulations um right. opposing uh, minimum wage uh, opposing labor union uh, right to organize um uh, you know opposing taxes uh corporate taxes income taxes all the all these things whatever it um, is so-
7: i'm against it that's a groucho moment right there <laughs> mm-hmm. right i oppose it all <laughs>
6: Yeah, and that's kind of the, you know, the, the uh, I would call a pretty unenlightened um, opinion of government that, that people like Koch uh, like to have. You know, it's, it's convenient if you're a multi billionaire that you don't really need the government, but a lot of people do. Right. Um, but right. the point is, you know, they've been spreading influence via donations, uh, very targeted donations to all kinds of groups, um, free market education programs at universities uh, state-based, uh, and national think tanks that push out kind of libertarian policy ideas. Uh, and then of course the political world, getting people elected who will, uh, try and enact those types of policies, um, you know, attack unions, cut, uh, cut taxes, cut regulations. So, um, here we are in, you know, 2020, the beginning of the, uh, COVID pandemic in America, uh, in March when, uh, where I live, New York city was the global epicenter of the pandemic. You know, we were um, we had uh, refrigerator trucks full of dead bodies because the morgues Uh couldn't handle them. I mean, it was, it was just disaster here. Scientists didn't know a whole lot about COVID yet. It was quite early, but even then uh, after most States and governors had enacted some form of a, of a government shutdown of a, of a corporate shutdown um, to keep people safe, to keep them home. And it was working, but at the same time we had Coke's premier uh, political advocacy group um, Americans for Prosperity putting out press releases urging the states to re- immediately reopen. Uh, we had the ALEC, which I just I had mentioned earlier, the American Legislative Exchange Council. It's a it's a business right wing business lobbying group that works with lawmakers and corporate um, lobbyists to create legislation. Um, they did the same thing in April of 2020, asking uh, Trump to enable the, the states to reopen. Um, so just from the beginning, we had people, you know, Basically institutes, think tanks, uh, business groups that are funded by Koch Industries, or the Charles Koch Foundation, and many of their sort of similar minded funders um, were, were pushing to get workers back in the factories, uh, back in the plants uh, immediately when uh, their lives were extremely at risk.
2: Alex, it amazes me you're talking about the Koch family. Very, very wealthy people. On another side, you've got George Soros sticking his nose in everybody else's business. How did we as Americans ever allow this to to, to even be- – I suppose it's been in existence since day one, hasn't it? It just – we don't need people sticking their billions of dollars in our faces going, you need to do what I tell you to do. It's getting really old. Yeah,
6: well, it, and, you know, um, Soros is on the very other side of the political spectrum. He's really right, quite a progressive right. funder. Um, but the, the the libertarian the individualistic perspective on government is that it should be quite small, and uh, it favors um, wealthy libertarians in many ways, including um, having a smaller government uh, necessitates that these people donate money to various causes right. uh, because they're not because organizations um, are not getting much money from the government, so we have to rely on sort of the, the whims of the ultra wealthy um, for charity as opposed to having a robust uh, federal you know, system and a social welfare system. Yeah, we don't need um, so, you know, it's pretty convenient for, for the Cokes, uh that they've starved the government uh, because they're more powerful that way.
5: Yeah, it's just... We I don't know how people can sleep at night. have a question uh, from a caller. We have Damien on the phone. Damien, Alex, Alex, I, Damien.
1: I, my question is is, does anybody really know What's going on? Doctors, lawyers, anything? Does anybody really know? Because I honestly have to say this with all of my heart. I don't know if anybody really knows what's going
5: on. In a global sense? I don't think so.
6: What do you think, Alex? Um, I... I, I think uh, Damian is referring to the science that's out there. I mean, we've had two years to study the virus. There has been a number of very successful, effective vaccines. Um, the virus is, without a doubt, spread through the air. Um, it is uh, it is spread from person to person through you know, in-person contact. Um, therefore, you know, things like locking down when we have a huge surge, like Omicron just happened, no one locked down. Um, are are clearly measures, and their statistics to show that they work to reduce the infection rate. Uh, they re- they reduce uh, death rate, and they free up hospitals for people who have to get other kinds of care uh, that is not COVID-related. You know, in places like where I live in New York, you know, there's been several times in the last two years where the hospitals are essentially full with COVID patients, and other folks who have to get cancer treatments, um, transplants, other things like that, have much harder time doing that. So um, I think the science is pretty sound at this point. There's a lot of misinformation out there. Obviously, we're probably going to touch on Joe Rogan's podcast. Um, so I would just I would just you know encourage people to um, you know in general uh, have a healthy skepticism towards the governments and uh, international regulatory bodies, of course, but also to trust the science that's out there. That you know most doctors and most scientists are conferring that you know this is pretty sound science. We understand the, how the virus works now. We're just now kind of having to react to the new variants as they come up. So,
2: Alex, my question would be then... Oh, go, uh, go ahead, Damien. Sorry, I thought you were... I didn't know you were still there. Go ahead, sir.
1: No, and I'm listening, so that's all. But the other question I have is I don't have a belief one way or the other because I do not have a dog in this fight. But what I'm telling you is I don't know if you could tell me, hey, get a booster shot, get a um, whatever. Or, or what do you say to people that just don't believe in it?
6: Yeah, I mean, look, you raise a great point. I mean, we uh, I'm a, I've am been a member of the independent media for a decade. I am a huge supporter of the independent media. So I'm glad that we have all this distributed media finally. I mean, but there, it does come with some problems. I mean, anybody can be their own. Uh, producer now. Anyone can go on YouTube or whatever and say whatever they want. If they happen to have the magic special sauce that makes them really popular, someone like Joe Rogan, the most popular podcaster in the world, and then they have guests on who are spreading misinformation about the virus and he's not questioning them or fact-checking them because he doesn't have a team, he doesn't belong to any journalism societies, there's no one holding him accountable. uh, People are going to kind of believe whatever they want to believe and if, if they like Joe Rogan, think he's really cool, he's a mixed martial arts announcer, he's a comedian, you know, they're just going to kind of be- often believe what what his guests have to say if he doesn't question the guests. So, um, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, we we definitely live in a misinformation age, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, social media outlets like Facebook are just making things worse. They're not really doing what they should be doing to monitor the the content that they distribute. So, I would just say, you know, uh, it's hard, but you gotta you gotta find some sources that are uh, trustworthy, um, and you know, I I, I would lean towards uh, established scientists. Um, I would lead towards, you know, neutral or, or, uh, frankly, uh, liberal or progressive media. I think the right has been extremely on the wrong side of the COVID uh, misinformation wars right now. So uh, I know it's hard. I I wish I had a better explanation, but I would just say, you know, really try and find the the credible sources.
1: Damien, anything else? Well, that was probably it. I just don't know what to think one way or the other, whether I'm Right. right or whether I'm wrong. I just think every day you listen to the news and they're like, well, you have the, what is it, the Ambria thing or whatever. I just don't know if they know what they're talking about. And then you're asking me to inject stuff into a person and then that's what you do. I mean, is is that the right thing to do?
6: I mean... There, there's a lot of scientific data now. We've had two years. Well, we've had over a year of the vaccine and we've had two years of COVID. So um, there's a, a huge amount of data proving that the vaccine uh, from a sort of societal level, from an epidemiological level is extremely safe. And uh, a recent a recent report just came out showing that you're a hundred times more likely to die of COVID if you're unvaccinated. So I I take the odds of, of getting the shot. Uh, I've actually had three given the uh, two initial shots in the booster. Um, and I had COVID recently. I had COVID last month, and it was pretty mild. Um, I- I'm glad it, I got Sorry. through it. I- I'm lucky I don't have comorbidities. But I would say if, if the odds are, are 100 times more likely you're going to die, if you get the vaccine, I-, I would certainly go for the vaccine. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, well That was
1: my question. Thank you oh, so ahead. much. Thank you, and love your show. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Very kind of you. Um, Alex, it's interesting you bring that up because I I was vaccinated uh, a little under a year ago today, Mm -hmm. and then uh, I had had to do a five-day appearance in Nashville. We live in in Minneapolis, St. Paul, of course, and I had to do an appearance for the morning show in Nashville for five days, so I got to the airport, and they were doing the booster shots at the airport, so I got my booster shot as well, and then I got back, and just in time for Thanksgiving, after getting uh, the... the, uh, vaccination and the booster shot i got back for thanksgiving and spent uh thanksgiving in my bedroom eating alone because i got covid (laughs) so let me put it this way alex i I wasn't for it i wasn't against it i'm one of those kind of guys like hey you need me to help you out no problem you want to stab me with a needle good for you you don't want me to do it whatever um It wasn't that big a deal to me. I don't really have an opinion on whether it's good or it's bad or it's up or it's down or whatever it is. And the one thing I would say, and I'm not defending anybody here, but if you ever watch the news, all they do is lie on the news. And I don't care if it's Fox or CNN or CNBC. That's all they do is lie. All of them. They sit there every night and blah, 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 blah. It's, you know, we're we're in a situation right now. The people are saying whatever they want. To, I mean, Whoopi Goldberg just ran into. I'm surprised she wasn't fired. To tell you the truth, for what she said she about you, got, uh,
0: she just got. was fired. Suspended but, for two weeks.
2: Oh, suspended. Well, she I wasn't mean, fired. She's suspended. I think she's functionally fired. You I think? Don't know. Oh, she'll come back stronger. Never problem. Think so? So, Alex, here's my deal. I I'm one of those kind of guys. Um, you want, you need me to do something for you? I got no problem. You want me to get vaccinated? I can do that. No no big deal. You don't want me to get vaccinated? I guess I could do that too. I don't know why everybody's making such a big deal out of this. To tell you the truth, I, I don't get it. it. Just either you need to do it or you don't need to do it. Uh, wh- why there's a fight over this, I don't get. Why are people fighting over this, Alex?
6: I mean, it's a it's a very complex answer, yeah. um, but yeah. you know, I can try and break down a few elements of it. Sure. Um, first of all, we it's we just have a really combative media system, and and I'm yes. with you. Look, the the mainstream corporate media. Uh, has been manufacturing consent for for a long time, right? Um, yes. So there there's a lot of uh, misinformation that comes out of yeah the 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 mainstream, the the sources that are pretty dominant in the whole media sphere. Um, you know, most most media in America is is owned by five giant corporations. You know, so um, there is going to be some sort of similarity of messages. That said, Fox News, in particular, uh, especially the the nighttime opinion shows, has been uh, incredibly damaging to. Um, I think the country in general, in terms of <coughs> dividing people up and spreading uh, anti-immigrant sentiment, um, even in Tucker Carlson's show, some white nationalist ideas that are making uh, neo-Nazis uh, very happy. Um, so, so I, I think Fox is in a league of its own in terms of being one of the mainstream corporate outlets, but also being uh, incredibly guilty of, of you know, um, attacking our democracy. Um, but that said, I, I agree that you know uh, CNN and um, NBC and and then, you know, some of the digital publications like Politico, you know, don't always have the best motives. Um, I think the profit motive can distort reality. Uh, But that said, you know, there are there there's platforms like Spotify that are that, you know, spent one hundred million dollars on the Joe Rogan podcast archives. Mm -hmm. uh, And now there's this big protest because he's having all these. Um, these doctors on the show who are you know, misinforming the public about covid um, and he's not questioning them. So I guess you know the first step to me is is everyone's arguing because the media is arguing, because there isn't just yeah. some sort of yeah. general acceptance that, oh, you know, look, the flu came about 100 years ago. There's a vaccine that uh, hardly anyone objects to now. It's 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 a it's a virus, you know, not super different from covid but it's just been normalized in our society people grew up getting the shots and so very few people are opposed to them now we just have another one and you know it it shouldn't really be any different but i think there's a lot of mistrust in government and therefore there's mistrust in science scientists uh pharmaceutical companies and stuff that work with the government i'm no i'm no fan of pfizer or any of the other pharma companies i I think they're greedy They're awful and greedy and they're holding the intellectual property rights for a vaccine that should be free to the entire world
3: right. um,
6: however they are quite good at manufacturing drugs I, I don't think there's any any serious person who would say that pfizer you know routinely uh, screws up drugs um there's a reason why you know one of the reasons why there's they're so incredibly um successful is because they actually make good drugs and they have enormous amounts of money to put into R and D. so i would just say you know um I, I'm as skeptical as it comes uh, to corporations, and that's my job is to report on corporate malfeasance and money in politics. But uh, I think it's, it's pretty safe to say that you know, the, the Pfizer vaccine is, is, is fine and it's, it shouldn't be controversial. And I just think, unfortunately, we have this sort of uh, really polarized society where people are making their kind of, you know, health decisions based on a political slant uh, because right. you know, since the get-go, you know, Trump and, and that movement have politicized COVID. And it really shouldn't be.
0: Well, I think both sides have politicized COVID, in my opinion. But what I'd like to know is, instead of slinging blame and all this, we have a deep mistrust of politicians. We have a deep mistrust of the media in our country. And until we figure out how to fix that, I don't think we're going to see any difference in... Um, resistance to what somebody says, no matter what they say, no matter what the science yeah. is. We need to fix the basic problem. We keep on spinning around, oh, well what this guy did, well, what, what your guy did was worse. It's just like none of this is helpful, in my opinion, and I'm not saying what you're saying is that. Um, how do we fix it? That's the most important thing. I mean, if if money is the only motivation... Um, and, f- and peddling fear porn is the only motivation. I don't know how we get beyond this. Do you? Do you yeah. have any ideas? I,
6: I have some ideas, and, I, and that's an incredibly important question that you pose. I mean, first of all, fundamentally, I think we do have to restore people's trust in government. Um, yeah. uh, like I say, healthy skepticism, but general trust in government. I don't think the government's earned our trust right now. So no. I'm saying we have Absolutely to do not. things to our, our system, especially our election systems. Um, To instill trust back into government. So big money dominates politics. Uh, We have outrageous campaign finance laws or I would say lack thereof where individuals can put in uh, hundreds of billions of dollars into into, um, super PACs, uh, outside spending groups, uh, kind of political nonprofits that work their way into the elections. Um, A lot of candidates are beholden to these individual donors, but also to the corporate political action committees that can give to their campaigns, to the trade associations that give to their campaigns, um, host these, you know, these, for instance, you know, uh, U.S. senators going to speak at the National Restaurant Association's event. I mean, these are giant corporate lobbying groups that are actively... Uh, recruiting politicians who apparently, you know, are are happy to take their money and and do their bidding at least to some extent. So, you know, the problem is big money, sort of special interests, are kind of running our political system. And what, where does the average person fit in there? You know, I don't have a lobbyist. I don't think, right. I, I doubt you guys have personal we lobbyists. Do not. I mean, we're, we're, we've got a couple we're
0: interviewing tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah
6: there you go, exactly. Great, yeah. You've got to play the game that's, that's available, right? Um, but, you know, yeah, most people don't have lobbyists. They don't have any money to spare. They can't do that. Right. So, right. you know, the corporations and the, the very wealthy people are heavily empowered because of our system that allows so much money and influence to happen. Um, You know, elections are two year long processes. I mean, I think it's in in Britain. There are only a few weeks in the last few weeks. The media is not allowed to report on the elections even. I mean, it's a whole different thing here. Um, It's an industry. Right. right? So um, I think that getting money out of politics, Well, I know for a fact that it it would democratize elections. It would let people with very little means uh, run for elections and be competitive because it'll be a public campaign finance grants to candidates, which is something in one of the Democrats voting bills uh, that, you know, the house passed and most senators on the democratic side support, but the naysayers, Joe Manchin, Cinema, Sinema uh, didn't, you know, didn't want to vote or change the filibuster rules to pass voting rights. And uh, I would seriously doubt they support public financing of elections, but that's just one example of, of a societal thing that we could change, to democratize the system. And when you see people like you in political office, right, when you see someone like Cori Bush, formerly homeless, a nurse from Missouri, you know, she she is, is about as close to, a, you know, quote unquote, like a regular person, you know, Nancy Pelosi is worth $100 million because her husband is a finance investor. You know, there's a huge difference, and we need working-class people uh, able to run, and we need working-class people in government to give people confidence that their interests are being you know, advocated for.
7: But isn't that funny yeah, but- when you've got people that are not politically backed before – Uh, We have a a mistrust of them as well because well why I don't want somebody in here who's never been and doesn't understand and You know, that's why I think a lot of these career politicians stay in power because it's comfort food You may not like them, You may not trust them, but I know them, right It's it's the 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 demon, you know that a lot of people stick with so I, I totally believe we need to remove the money from it It shouldn't be the richest candidate wins or is is in the running for it. That's ridiculous but on the other side of things, we also have to look at the fact that we, the people, have to take a deeper look at, at many different things. And right now we are an ADD culture who is watching social media. And my favorite uh, comedian and uh, MMA announcer, Joe Rogan, came on and said, this is is wrong. So you know what? If he says it's wrong, that's good enough for me. But my favorite singer, Drake, said, no, you should definitely take this. But yep. you know what? Maybe I should, because Drake, man, he's smart. Mm -hmm. Look at the business proxy this guy's got. And all you're going off of is a headline on social media. Most people never click that. How do I know? Because being in the media for as long as I have, I post articles all the time that have an interesting facet to what I do, and then I can go look at the analytics. And of the 2,000 people that saw that, 12 people actually clicked on the link. Absolutely. So if we're only going by the headline... And popularity, we're screwed. We just have to learn to, to be wiser and start doing uh, you know, deeper dives into what we're doing. But I don't know. That's, your point is right, Catherine, that we need to be able to trust again. But we also have to uh, stop letting our lives be led by a 30-second uh, uh, you know, news blip on social media or a headline that's allowed to capture our attention. And nobody bothers to follow up anywhere past that.
5: That's how it's been for a century, though. I don't know how you fix something like that. A societal sickness that's existed for longer than any of us have been alive.
6: Yeah, that's possible. Well, I think though, it, it. it accelerated quite a bit in the digital era. Right. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. and, oh, yeah. you know, at, at risk of, of sounding like a Luddite, I mean, the Internet could be the downfall of our society. I mean, it really could be. Could uh, be. What, it is. You know, what, right. I mean, okay, yeah, what, what Tom's saying is, is exactly right, um, that we're kind of a soundbite culture. We have no attention span. Um, look, I used to read a lot more books than I do now, right? Like, where right. I think yeah. it, it affects right. all of us, um, and and so I don't actually know a way. I, I don't have an answer for that because I don't think the digital culture is going anywhere. I don't think smartphones are going anywhere. No, right? Um, you know, the the young generations are being raised on whatever TikTok or the next TikTok is. You know, it's it's the next technology. And um, however, you know, I think throughout the whenever technology advances, like the older folks are going to criticize it and say it's going to be the downfall of the future. But I do think that the Internet is a whole different beast than the printing press or um, early computing. I think the Internet is just something completely different that we're going to really have to grapple with um, uh, going forward.
2: Well, I will tell you this, Alex. Uh, My wife looked at me after you said that because nine going on 10 years ago, it's almost 10 years ago, I went on my morning show and I said, I am here to tell you, digital is going to destroy the world. Wow. That was 10 years ago almost.
0: And I said, poo, poo,
2: poo. Poo, poo, poo. uh, Here's why. Because when I first went on, I don't know, Facebook or Twitter or whatever it was at first, I was like, okay, you got to promote the shows and blah, blah, blah. So I'd get on there and people started threatening me. Now, I'm not a guy that's been threatened a whole lot in my life, I got to be honest with you. Okay? So I'm not used to being threatened. So I would say, well, is that at the radio station, and I'd say, okay, here's the deal. I'll be outside at 2000 Southeast Elm Street in Minneapolis at 10 o'clock, be there, and we'll have a discussion about what you just said to me on digital. And, of course, they never responded. They never showed up. Everybody's a tough guy. Everybody on digital is a tough guy. Uh, I can't stand it. I, I do not go on Twitter. I do not go on Facebook. My old Facebook page is used to promote this show. No, thank God this is a digital show so something good's come of it wouldn't you say Alex thank you very much just kidding <laughs> Anyway Alex <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. did you
6: look I think it, radio is radio is still a very important medium and really reaches a lot of people so I'm Alex, glad
2: that that's what you're doing Did you know what happened this morning at CNN
6: I don't think I heard
2: Jeff Zucker was fired this morning Oh yeah What mm mm-hmm. Mhm Yep, Jeff Zucker got fired this morning. They said it was for some weird sex thing or something, but I, their numbers are... shocked.
0: a shock, CNN, my God.
2: Their numbers are dreadfully bad. Oh, so God, they're that's horrible. What, they're horrible numbers, so that's the real reason he got fired. But
5: they had to make up a story about he, some sex thing. It, he apparently failed to disclose a consensual relationship. Which is an that's absolute, it? It's an absolute BS reason. They fired him because <laughs> they he was tanking the business. Jesus. Did you ever wow. meet him? Did you
2: ever meet him, Alex? Did you ever meet Jeff Zucker?
6: I, I did not have the pleasure. In fact, I've never been interviewed by CNN. So I encourage the next uh, CEO to come, uh, come to ask me if I'm a reporting. <laughs> like I like it. That's a good idea. Yeah, he's uh, not the most
2: pleasant human being I've ever. He's one of those guys who thinks he's a lot smarter than everybody else, and he is by far not the smartest person I've ever met. He's just one of those guys, he's very impressed with himself, and he almost destroyed NBC, and now he did destroy CNN, and that's why he got fired, and he should have been fired. He's terrible.
0: Well, I think CNN is a case in point. They had a huge, massive audience. They did, yeah. They were the news source forever, and then they just kept doing the fear porn thing, and people got sick of it, and they left. It is getting old. And they didn't catch up.
2: It's true. It's getting Look, I, I, Alex, to, to be very clear with you, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. Uh, when I was a kid, my mother was an ardent Democrat, and I was a Democrat for a long time. And then I went, eh, I don't agree with that kind of stuff. And then I tried being a Republican for a while, and that didn't fly either. So, Alex, I'm kind of stuck in the middle watching both sides going, is is anything okay? I mean, we have, uh, we have uh, orientation problems. We've got skin color problems. We've got this problem. All of these problems, unless we get together and say we need to to take care of all these things, not pit them against. Because right now, race and COVID is being pitted against one another. White people, black people, brown people, everybody's being pitted against one another. That's what digital has done to this world. And they're going to destroy the world if they don't stop. Would you agree with that?
6: Well, I mean, clearly we're, we're super polarized. There's a lot of racism, um, still in this country. I mean, big surprise there. Um, but I, I think that, you know, look, the way forward to me, um, is through a labor movement, um, labor workers, uh, can come together. They can uh, take power, uh, from their bosses, um, labor, especially, you know, the kinds of uh, people who work in labor unions are often quite racially diverse, ethnically diverse they're age diverse. Uh, this is a, a type of cause that can unite all kinds of people. And it, it, it's not inclusive to the left either. There's plenty of conservatives who are part of unions and believe mm-hmm. in workers' rights. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just the political conservatives that have taken the stance against unions. Uh, but in general, um, you know, historically throughout the world, as far as I know, you know, union you know, labor movements, political labor movements uh, have, have been able to unite a lot, lots of different kinds of people of the working class. Uh, and so, you know, I think if there's a way forward to, to get out of this division um, to uh, take on some of the inequality of society, I think it has to be sort of a labor driven movement.
2: I hope it's true. Alex Koch, K-O-T-C-H, uh, exposedbycmd.org. That's exposed exposedbycmd.org. Alex, thank you. Uh, let me ask you just one last question. How is it that I can exist and, and talk to very liberal people, very conservative people, liberal people, conservative people, and centrist people, and I don't have to scream my opinion back at them? I try to learn something by listening. Is that a bad idea?
6: No, I think that's that's good. I mean, I, it's I, I can't really answer the question as it pertains to you, but I've had a great conversation with you all, um, yeah, and I, I'm clearly really, uh progressive and and proud of it. But I, I don't, yeah, uh, I'm, I don't judge. I, I if if people are inquisitive and and uh, and everything and and uh, aren't antagonistic, uh, I think that's great. You know, we should be talking to each other. Um, yep. You know, but you know, as we've said many times, this interview is just unfortunate. We have a bit of a, a polarized society. Um, yeah. Yes. But yeah, I mean, uh, I really appreciate you guys having me on and and uh, sharing the work of of the Center for Media and Moxie with your with your uh, listeners. Um, you can check out the stuff at exposedbycmd.org. Um, and yeah, again, really really happy to be here.
2: Absolutely. Let me close with this. I absolutely <laughs> adored. She's no longer alive, but I adored a very very liberal woman, my mother. <laughs> so there you go, Alex. Take that home with you. All right.
6: Hey, she I've was got great one too. <laughs> All
2: right. Thanks, Alex. Have a great day, sir.
6: Thanks. Take care. Bye. Right.
2: We'll take a break. Be right back. Some commentary on that. I, that was very, very interesting. It I was. Thought. We'll be Absolutely. right back. The 2022 Bloomington Boat Show is here and going on now. Get out of the cold and into a 25,000 square foot heated showroom at Dan's Southside Marine. A huge inventory of boats means the best deals of the year. Over 60 boats on display from Premier. Avalon, Berkshire, Alumacraft, and more. Explore what's new for 2022 at the Bloomington Boat Show at Dan's Southside Marine. Six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington. Visit BloomingtonBoatShow.com. i like everyone on this show except for dave schrader's
7: horrible ideas you know Uh, i know it's i'm always controversial rubbing the wrong way but somebody's got to be the voice of controversy tom you damn right uh, here's what i know
2: and i do understand look he was a very very liberal man you didn't hear me arguing with him i was listening maybe i could learn something i do the same for a very very conservative person Men, women doesn't matter how old they are i don't care i really have no interest in sitting in and, and arguing back and forth with someone screaming there are some things he said like he tended to believe that fox was a bunch of liars but cnn wasn't they both lie their ass off both of them do um unfortunately but i wasn't gonna why would i jump in on alex and go well you're wrong about that cnn lies all the time i there was no need to do that because nobody's going to learn anything from it that would be my personal opinion well
0: i I, I think he i think what he was saying i I hate speaking for people because i hate it when people speak for me but um i believe what he was saying is that cnn was more truthful about the covid coverage not really I mean, he. I don't think he was talking about politics so much, but
5: I don't. It sounded like to me he was. Yeah, right, it sounded like him. Right. And again, uh,
2: I, I, I just don't because they believe what you believe doesn't mean they're right.
0: Yeah, you know, I, like I said, unfortunately, I always can see both sides, and I, I, right, I see why right. people think this way, and I see yeah. why people think that way, and I think that everybody should make their own decisions.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I like I said, I got vaccinated, and and I. Uh, and I got the booster, and I got COVID, and I I had my little tiny plate at Thanksgiving, uh, <laughs> eaten in my bedroom by myself. Plate.
7: Slid underneath the door. I slid underneath yeah. the door. Found so I only
2: got one piece times. of turkey. <laughs> 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 Honest to God. But no, I, I literally am sick to death of people like George Soros and the Koch brothers buying their way into yes. our lives. We already support you, Pills. Oh, yeah, by the way,
5: I did some of the research on the uh, Neil Young-Pfizer connection thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what it is is the uh, Hypnosis, which is spelled H-I-P-G-N-O-S-I-S, Songs Fund, owns Neil Young's music. And in October of 2021... The Blackstone Group invested a billion dollars to acquire the catalogs and music rights of Correct. the Hypnosis Songs Fund. And the uh, in August 4th, 2020, they appointed Jeffrey Kindler, the That's former him. CEO of Pfizer, as their senior advisor. So, yes. The former. Former nice. CEO, Yes. Yeah,
7: so he's got certain opinions.
2: So, he, so
5: basically, definitely a link, a very yeah, strong but I don't link get, there.
7: I don't get the feeling that Neil Young could be pushed by his, you know, by the former CEO of Pfizer. Neil Young is kind of an opinionated guy who's a hippie from that era. I think if he feels a certain way, he's just going to say what he wants to say. But what I found interesting about it is Joni Mitchell, Nils Lofgren, and. Uh, Neil Young are leading the charge. Three people who I don't know anybody in the current range even listens to them. Yeah,
0: Spotify people. It's not really like...
7: Yeah, they're they're, they're all about... Bands
5: within the last five to ten years on Spotify. Right? Yeah, I'm sure they got zero mm-hmm. listens on Spotify. It just doesn't, you know.
0: Yeah, and Joe Rogan is by far the top earner for Spotify.
7: Yep. So it's like I don't understand, understand it. I, 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 either. I don't get Joe either. Rogan, but I just, when I listen to him, I don't think he's that compelling. I don't think he's I that I agree. Well, he has guests
5: on that are interesting, but Rogan himself really doesn't say a whole lot. He just kind of says, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, you're right. He's, I don't know he I think he's the them. definition of a fence sitter. Which is fine, yeah. but yeah. I don't know, it's like why wouldn't I just like if I wanted to hear from the creator of the MNRA or whatever the hell the vaccine, why wouldn't I just go like find speeches by him or something? Or do they not exist? Do they only exist on Joe Rogan? I don't know. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe he's the only one who's platforming these people.
7: But you got to see it it, it, to one level. I give him the credit that he has people from different sides of that on. And Mm -hmm. like you brought up earlier, Tom, you're screwed whether you do or don't. Right. So he he brings them on, but when they, you know, somebody's got a doctor, you know, PhD or MD after their name, and they're talking about this, you tend to lend some credibility and weight to what they're saying. So when they make a a Mm -hmm. comment to you, you... You take it a lot deeper, but then there's doctors on the other side that are refusing to take the vaccines mm-hmm. and nurses refusing to take the vaccines. So, you That's
5: know, one and th- of the reasons there's such a shortage in hospitals is because they fired so many people. Yeah. And yeah, now they're yeah. having trouble getting people <clears throat> to come work for them.
2: But they're trying to blame that on the people, by the way. Well, they're course, not blaming yeah. it on themselves, they're blaming it on the people. Now one thing I would and I'm not arguing your point, I understand what you know you're saying about Neil Young, but as soon as you start mentioning $160 million, I get my suspicions. <laughs>
5: you know well, what I mean? Absolutely.
2: That's a lot of money, man. That's a lot a lot of money. But
0: what's your price, Tom, to be corrupted?
7: Fifteen <laughs> dollars. I'll you take a think? McRib sandwich. <laughs> McRib wow. sandwich oh, come come on, on, don't sell, you sell yourself. I love McRibs, I, what can I say? <laughs> I, I think we
2: what we have to do now, whether it's on morning radio or, or afternoon podcast or whatever, if you're on television, if you're, it's time for everybody to back the hell off yes. and start supporting everyone. You're far left, good. You're far right, good. You know, you, you're in the center. I'm fine with that too. We need to find common ground, like we did. We all found common ground with Alice Koch, didn't we? Yeah,
0: and just it's possible. And speak to each other. No, he was very okay. pleasant guy. I thought. Well, It's like you know, this Whoopi Goldberg thing. Oh, I'm, I don't think she should have, I don't think she should be suspended. I don't think anybody should be suspended for saying something that upsets people, to tell you the truth. I think that if she, if she said something stupid, she apologized for it, and you get on with your life. I don't understand this. I mean. Whoopi Goldberg, I don't like that show. I don't like how she treats people. She has been in the center of trying to cancel people, and she attacks people nonstop. That's what she does. I don't like that about her, so I don't like her as a human being that way. But I don't think she should be canceled because she said something stupid either.
2: But there's a problem there. The story's pretty old, that Whoopi Goldberg's mother... Uh, I think it's, is it Carol Johnson or something like that? Her mother wanted her to change her name to Goldberg because Johnson wasn't Jewish enough. And if you're going to get into entertainment, you should have a Jewish name. Mm-hmm.
0: Is she wrong?
7: Uh, <laughs> I, I will tell you that if
0: you're going <laughs> to you use know, a ask Jewish...
7: Arnold Schwarzenegger. Give him a call. Catherine. <laughs> look,
2: I don't think you can use a name that's not yours because you think it'll make you look better in a community, and then turn on that community. I just don't think that's a good idea. No,
0: it's not a good idea. And I yeah. mean, and I'm not saying that she did anything right. <clears throat> she didn't. I don't think she. You know, I, I just whenever you do something wrong, I don't think that if the first thing is is just to get fired, and maybe she needs like some you know cultural sensitivity training yes, or something. I don't know. Seems I just to
5: default to. If someone does anything I don't like, they must be immediately yes. and permanently destroyed. Yeah, that's a very what I'm against. Unhealthy way. What, to look. what you're forgetting, like, though, is it's not society; it is
7: advertisers, yes, and well, is. that's yes. all they're worried well, about. that's is that if driven you've said by mm-hmm. r- r- right, but I mean, you know, you're right. People should be allowed to speak. And then when they say something out of line, it should be addressed. And if they apologize for it and they understand what they've said and done or have have a chance to clear up the intention behind it, that's great. But it's the fact that everybody – the. They're so worried about everybody canceling one another now. Networks are doing something quick and decisive because in the past they didn't and they took shit for it. Now they have to take it the other way. Absolutely.
5: Probably the number one driver of all this. They're damned if you do, damned if you don't as well. That's true, but I don't know. I'm okay with damning them.
0: Well, like I said, on one hand, you know, people are like, oh, good, you know, Whoopi's getting what she. Deserves because she is an advocate of canceling people for their opinions, right? True, and and saying stuff that she doesn't agree with. She she should be fired. I mean, so I mean, this is does this does smack of karma a bit? Yep, it really does. But I think that the pressure on America to be all things to all people, never say something wrong, never do anything wrong, always be perfect in every way or else everything's going to come down like a ton of bricks and right. people are going right. to die people are going to this if you don't do this this is going to happen i mean we live in such a stressful society God, i don't do know how ever. how we got here and if this is sustainable
2: we need to take a break and come back with a second now the second hour is wide open so this ought to be the, between the five of us it's going to be pretty interesting i think because I'd like to hear everybody's opinion on this, what they think of, of the news, what they think of Hollywood. Hollywood has really effed over America. The lies that they tell in their movies and their TV shows and all the rest of it, I mean, they're disgusting. Um, on the way out, let me say this. The only argument I would have with Alex, and I didn't bring it up to him because its it's not worth the time to do, the biggest problem we got with labor unions is they destroyed the entire city of Detroit. They destroyed Baltimore. Those were unions that did that. And I'm not saying that all unions are bad. That's not what I'm saying at all, because I'm a member of two of them, SAG and AFRA. They've been very good to me. So I'm not complaining about unions, but you better keep an eye on who's running your unions. And if his name is Jimmy Hoffa, get rid of him before
5: Detroit goes right in the toilet. Yeah.
2: You know, that's the problem.
5: Any organization which has too much power will be corrupted. Yep. Doesn't It doesn't matter, it's true. Doesn't matter if it was like, you know, it started out as the Let's Rescue Puppies organization. If you give it enough power, it'll become the Let's Rescue Puppies and Exterminate the Wrong Thinkers
3: organization. <laughs> That's pretty much true. All right, we do have to take a break. We'll be back in about five minutes.